Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I'm Tammy Washington, and tonight I'm going to be talking about a really important topic, and that is self-doubt. Why? Because so many times I speak to people who want to either become entrepreneurs, they want to become authors, they want to do something amazing with their lives, they're trying to get out of the current situation, and one of the biggest factors that holds them back, it's not not having enough knowledge, it's not about not having enough money, 90% of the time, the thing that holds them back the most is self-doubt, and for a long, long, long time in my life, it was something that held me back, and so I wanted to share with you all tonight just some things that I've learned over the years about overcoming self-doubt and I'm hoping that it will be able to help you too. So first, before we kind of get into the tips of how you can overcome self-doubt, I just really wanted to delve deep into why self-doubt is so destructive. Because on the outside, it may just seem like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I have fear or I'm not sure that I can do it. And, you know, we kind of think, well, everybody has that, right? And it's true. Everybody does have self-doubt, every single person. But the reason why it's so destructive is because for most of us, it doesn't just stop there. For most of us, it keeps you from the most important start of going after any goal or any dream. And that is self-doubt will keep you from making the first step. Usually this is what I found. Once you kind of get into it, once you get into the process of starting to take steps, it gets easier and easier and easier. Every day you take another step, another step, another step towards your dream. But for most people, they cannot take that first step because they have questions like, who am I to do this? Look how many other people out there are already doing it. There's nothing different about me. Who would buy a product from me or who would buy a book from me or who would listen to me? When the truth of the matter is, there's a reason why you've been given the dream that you've been given. But because we take a look at the outside world, we start to then doubt ourselves. So that's the first reason why you got to understand that self-doubt is not something that you can just, you know, push under the rug and just forget about. It's something that you really need to every single day, take a stand against because it keeps you from making that first step. The second thing that it does is it steals your confidence. When you start having self-doubt, when there's something presented um, in front of you and you have an opportunity that could make you more money or could get you out of a situation that you're currently in, but all of a sudden, all the times that you failed or all of the times other people in your life have failed and you may be thinking things like, what, well, I've never done anything great before. All of those self-doubts, they steal your confidence. And when it comes to going after your dreams, you need faith and faith takes confidence. You cannot do it. You can't do anything if you have no confidence in what it is that you are doing. And so when we start talking about self-doubt, it literally steals your confidence away, meaning that you were born with confidence. It's already inside of you, but the self-doubt is actually snatching it away and making you into someone that you're not. And then the third reason why uh, having self-doubt is so destructive is because it keeps us from being able to make great decisions. Everything in life starts with a decision. Anything that you want to change in your life or anything that you want to do, it all begins with a decision. Um, When you listen to most millionaires, I listen to tons and tons of interviews on millionaires. And when you ask, when people ask them, 
when did you know that you were going to be a millionaire? They all usually have the same answer when I decided that I was going to be a millionaire. So having the capability or having the wherewithal to be able to make great decisions is one of the most important things that you can have in your life. However, self-doubt makes you believe that the decision that you are making either isn't right or you don't know, like you lose the confidence to be able to make great decisions. And those are three things that you're definitely going to need. You're going to be able to take the steps you need to make in order to be successful. You're going to need to have confidence and you need to make really, really great decisions anytime you're going after a new business or any dream that you want to go for in your life. And self-doubt snatches all three of those away. So where are your self-doubts coming from? Um, so you guys know that I do a lot of work with NLP and I absolutely love it because part of it is that NLP helps you to understand kind of how your mind works. And this is what I want you guys to understand. Your self-doubt are coming from experiences that you've had in the past. When you were born, I just want you to think about this. When you were born, you did not have a low self-esteem. When you were born, You were willing to cry as loud as you wanted. Anything that you wanted in life, you were going to figure out a way to make it happen, right? Baby, that's why babies cry. That's why babies throw tantrums, right? Because they see something they want, they go after it because they believe that they deserve it. I deserve mom for you to pay attention to me right now in this moment. I deserve the milk that's going to keep me alive, right? And so you'll do anything to get it. But as we go through life, society starts to create who they want us to be, right? You start to get reprimanded for asking for what you want. You start to, you know, slowly, slowly your parents in school, they slowly create this human being who now has all these rules and suddenly you don't know what's possible for yourself. And a lot of times your self-doubt is coming from experiences that you have experienced from childhood, things that have been harmful. So let's say for just for an example, that you went through something, you know, as a child, you really, really wanted something really bad. And your parents said that you couldn't. And you're like, well, why? And they're like, because you won't be able to handle it. If I give you money or if I give you this ice cream or whatever it is, you won't be able to handle it and you're going to mess something up. And now on the same side of that, let's say they actually did give you an opportunity and you did mess up. What do our parents normally do? Some of times they spank us. Nine times out of 10, they're going to reprimand us. They're going to make sure that we never, ever do it again, right? So so you get a verbal beat down, (laughs) right? But what ends up happening is in our mind, our mind is made for protection, right? Our mind keeps us safe. And so in our minds, we say, I'm never going to do that again. So for a lot of us, stepping out of our comfort zones or doing something that's completely brand new, your mind just starts going crazy when an opportunity comes because it's trying to protect you from that hurt that you felt as a child. And now you have self-doubt. Well, I couldn't do it before, so why should I be able to do it now? You know, Um, for especially for women, a lot of times if you didn't, you know, if you weren't kind of the pretty girl in school, you never got selected. You wouldn't believe how many times women have a hard time asking for what they want in the workplace. And a lot of times it comes back to just feeling like they were always overlooked as a child. Um, with men, same thing. Um, you know, if they weren't brawny, you know, they, they weren't good at sports, that kind of thing. And they kind of have this thing in the back of their mind of like, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough. And then it starts displaying in their lives 
um, as they get older and more and more that self-doubt creeps in and it keeps you away from the things that you were entitled to, to, to have and to do and to be divinely. And so when we really sit down, this is what I would love for you to do. I really want you to sit down and think about, first of all, make a list. Make a list of all the doubts that you have about yourself. For me, not being good enough is a huge one that I've had to deal with in my life over and over and over again. And again, came from things from childhood, feeling like I was a middle child and always felt like I was overlooked. And so I always had this feeling of like, I'm just not good enough. And so I would work really hard, work really hard, really work really hard. But that feeling always plagued me. And then as I got older, I saw it in my career. I saw it in relationships. This this whole thing where I was basically attracting these experiences where, again, it proved my belief of I'm just not good enough. So start by writing out a list of the doubts that you have. And then I want you to really sit down and look at where did that come from? When did I first start to feel that way? When did I first believe this about myself? Because here's the thing when it comes to beliefs. Beliefs are not true. They are not false. They're not good. They are not bad. They are just beliefs. They just are what they are. And you can choose to believe them or you can choose to not believe them. It really is a choice because at some point you got to remember you didn't feel that way about yourself. Every child has a high self-esteem, <laughs> you know, it's when we become adults, you know, or going through the, the growing process that we start to lose who we are and we start to believe in the facade that we've created. That's just literally a facade we created in order so that we can show up in the world without getting hurt, that we never have to experience those hard times again of being rejected or feeling really bad. So figure out when you first had that feeling, try to figure out where that belief came from. And then now I want you to look at it from an adult perspective, because not most of the time, the things that happen to us as children, we have to remember, we are still looking at it from a child lens. That emotional pain hurts so much because we were children and the world was so big. If you look at it now from a different perspective, you have an opportunity to see what else was going. And I'm going to give you a wonderful example. So some of you know that I'm a trainer for um, one of the trainers for the Millionaire Mind Experience for New Peaks. Um, And it's an amazing, amazing, amazing course. And I remember when I was a student taking that course, I very distinctly remember going through a process where we had to look at some of our money beliefs. And one of the beliefs that I had about money was that people would not help me, that I would have to basically do everything myself, you know, and it came from a lot of experiences of feeling like I had to kind of do everything myself and that nobody would help me. And one um, particular incident when I was, uh, I think I was probably about maybe 24 at the time or so. Um, and I wanted to do to go on this mission trip. A friend of mine had gone to Jamaica. She had um, gone to an orphanage while she was down there and she saw all these children in need. And so she started organizing these trips where people could go and serve at this orphanage in Jamaica. And that was kind of her main charity. She loves them. She goes several times a year and it's an absolutely amazing program. And so I want, when she told me this story, I said, Oh my God, I want to go that I have to go do this. But at the time I was really, really broke. (laughs) I had almost no money. And so, you know, I realized I really, really want to go. And so I'm more committed to going on this trip and doing something amazing 
for these children, doing something amazing for my life than I am to the humiliation and the embarrassment of not having enough money to go. And so I decided that I was going to go ahead and do some fundraisers. And so I had to ask friends and family literally for money. And I remember um, talking to my mother and she said, why don't you ask your grandfather? My grandfather is probably the wealthiest person I've ever known or had physical contact with. He owned lots and lots of property, a great, amazing man, spiritual man. Um, Still to this day, he's passed on now, but just an amazing man. Um, and so I asked my grandfather and he said, no. Um, now he didn't just say outright no, but it was during a time of year, I think it was like January or something. And he has lots of businesses and he said, you know, I have to pay my taxes and I don't know what that's going to be like right now. I'm thinking it's going to be about six, six grand, something like that. And so, you know, I don't know if I can help you right now, that kind of thing, you know? But it was something where I needed the money, you know, pretty quickly. Um, And then not long after that, now I have a cousin who had always been kind of mentally disturbed. Um, His parents, I think his mom had been on drugs for a long time and maybe even when he was, when she was carrying him. So he had always kind of had a little bit of mental issues, um, always getting in and out of trouble. Uh, in and out of jail, that kind of thing. And I remember he was in jail around that time and the family wanted to bring him home, wanted to get him out of jail. And he was in jail up in Maryland. And my grandfather paid to get him out of jail, brought him down, basically gave him a house, a three bedroom house to live in. The family gave him furniture, (laughs) you know, pots and pans, you know. And so it was, I remember though, I remember being almost heartbroken because here I was, in my opinion, you know, the the one who kind of had always tried to do everything right. I went to college. I always made great grades, never got into trouble, you know, and here I wanted to go to Jamaica to an orphanage and help orphans. And I was told no, but my drug addict cousin, you know, who's in and out of trouble has gotten, you know... Time and time again, you know, um, he's been rescued and the entire family got together and and helped him. And so I remember for a long time, really not holding anger, but holding resentment and a little bit of pain around that and basically concluding that, you know, I basically almost going back to that, I'm not good enough for my family to help me. And so I went through this process where I literally had to step out of the picture and look at it from my grandfather's perspective. And I will never know what his actual perspective was because again, he's uh, passed on, he's in heaven now. Um, But when I looked at it from his perspective, what I saw was that my grandfather was probably thinking, I really want to help Tammy. I really want, I know what she's doing is an amazing thing, but right now I have a lot of things going on and I just don't know, I I can't not pay the government. I I don't know what it's going to happen. And so I can't do anything to help her right now, but she's smart. She's a go-getter. She went to California moved and didn't know anybody when she was 22 years old. She does great. She's doing amazing things. I know she will find a way to get there. And my grandson, on the other hand, he has no hope. I have to help him. 
Now, I don't know which story is true or not, you know, as far as the story I had carried around with me that he just didn't care as much or the the new story that I created that he cared so much that he believed that I could actually do it. It doesn't matter because either way, whatever you choose to believe, beliefs are not right. They are not wrong. Um, they're not fact. They're not fiction. They're just beliefs. It's just what your mind came up with. And so I want you to look at all of the experiences that are causing you to have self-doubt in your life. And I want you to figure out where did you get that doubt from? And then look at it from another perspective. Look at it from another perspective where you're not in the pain, but you're looking at it objectively and figure out what else could have happened. Because at the end of the day, the story that you tell, you are in charge of it. It's all in the past. And so if you want to make up a story that says that you are worth it, you are good enough, why not do it? The key though, is that You've got to be able to let go of the pain so that you can also let go of the belief associated with that pain. And that's the key to letting go of that self-doubt, okay? So just remember, you were not born feeling this way. This is something that was created based off of your experiences. And so I want to leave you with um, a couple of more tips real quick before we uh, sign off for tonight. So number one, a lot of people are saying, a lot of you, some of your self-doubts are saying, who are you to do this or that or go after this dream or start this business? Well, I'm here to say, who are you not to? You were created for greatness. That's why you're here on this earth. Do you have any idea how hard it is to actually conceive a child? It seems really easy because babies pop up, you know, here and there, but the actual science to being conceived and living in America, you are so absolutely lucky. There is absolutely a purpose and a reason that you are walking around on this planet at this very time in history, because there is something special that you were designed to do. And so no longer should we be saying, who am I to do this again? Who are you not to? Secondly, there are tons and tons of millionaires and billionaires and people out there who've done amazing things in the world who did not necessarily feel that they were worthy. So a lot of you are waiting around until you feel better to do better. And I'm here to say, you've got to do better first. Even if you don't feel that you are worthy, you still take the action. That's one of the greatest lessons that I've, I've ever had to learn, that I'm never going to feel like I'm worthy enough unless I do what it is that I think that I'm uh, that I that I want to do. A lot of times I used to feel like oh I can't talk to this person, I can't speak to that person. And now I'll make my way up and I'll speak to pretty much anybody if I really really want to speak to them because I have an understanding that I don't have to feel worthy to do the things that I need to do. And this is another key thing that I recently started believing and practicing and remembering is that the best way to get over negative thoughts is to take positive action. So get into the habit of doing, stop waiting around to, for it to feel good because it's never going to feel good because anything that is bigger than you, anything that is going to take you to the next level in your life, it's going to be outside of your comfort zone, which means it's not going to be comfortable. So stop waiting for things to feel comfortable and go and do it right now. And then lastly, this last thing I want to leave you with, practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. So when you're going through this process 
of trying to no longer have self-doubt, to release those feelings and to try to do something positive, to try to do something different, just remember it takes practice. And the more you do it, the better you'll get. The more you get out of your comfort zone, the better you, you'll you get. Yes, you'll still feel the fear, but you'll get used to the fear. And you got to start to learn to love, to, to, to love the feeling of being afraid and doing it anyway. Practice affirming yourself every single day. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am on my way. When I first started speaking, um, one of my friends said, you should say I am the world's greatest speaker. And I literally couldn't do it because I was like, I can't say that I'm not the world's greatest speaker. So what I started saying was, I am, I am an amazing speaker and trainer, and I am on my way to becoming one of the greatest speakers in the world. And for me, that was something that I could say. And so I started affirming that every day. And then once you start affirming that every day, you start taking those actions that match up to that belief. I leave you with this. It's your life. You can choose to doubt yourself or you can choose to believe in your higher self. You can choose to have faith. You can choose to have faith or you can choose to have fear. Either way, You're believing in something. And I'm saying today, choose to believe in you. And that is the way to get over self-doubt. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and make sure that you check out some of our other podcasts. Also, hey, my book Nailed It. I have a whole section on overcoming fear. So if you have not read Nailed It, go ahead and check it out on Amazon. This has been Tammy Washington and you guys have an amazing, amazing week. And remember, be the change that you want to see in yourself.